0: Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to your Wednesday night 8 p.m. Ask Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, the engineer with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. We're broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan. That's why you hear all the honking, because it's honking outside, because it's uh, it's New York City. Mm -hmm. People driving around, honking, because it's nice out. And uh, but, but but besides that, we've got an exciting show for you tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, they agree. Um, we've got uh, all sorts of products and projects and videos. We've got a good rant from Mr. Lady Ada. We've got some it's not kind of of rant.
0: It's how to get things better for more people who want to do open source. We
1: have got uh, Phil's TED but talk. But it's like
0: a little bit of a rant. little it's
1: rant. A little and uh, videos and more. I got like an hour plus of good content, good quality yeah. content with no commercial. So let's get right back into the show. What's on tonight's show, Mr. Lady? On
0: tonight's show, we'll be talking about shipping smart and safe. Also, some changes ahead. These are all good changes. Uh, We ended our 100 days of masking, free mask. We also have some updates about the company. We also have some updates about us. Um, We're double vaccinated now. All sorts of things. We'll talk about that. And this all goes along with our team. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting us over the last year and the last decade. This is some of our team pre-COVID. We are looking forward to very soon taking a other photo of us outside or inside together because more of us are able to go together in the same spot. So uh, talk about some Adafruit stuff and more. Show and tell people around the world showing, sharing their projects. Adafruit does this every single week. Lady Adel will talk about who's on the Show and tell, them what they shared, time travel, look around, makers, hackers, artists, engineers, all sorts of world news and more. Help wanted, jobs from the jobs board, jobs.adafruit.com. You can post your skills or you can apply for a job. Bring back the economy. Uh, circuit Python news and more. This is what we do every single week when we talk about Python on hardware. Three D printing. Got to speed up from knowing Pedro everybody's favorite segment digikey and Adafruit present ion MPI this week it's from Bosch We get new products we get top secret we're going to answer your questions we do that at the end of the show so save your questions for the end of the show join all 28 or 29 thousand of us on discord Adafruit.IT slash discord and we'll do questions at the end all your engineering questions business questions open source questions and more all that on ask an engineer that's right okay So, um, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a somber note, but it's an important thing. Uh, Dan Kaminsky passed away, 42, really young, really sad, Um, and uh, if you're in the internet world or the security industry, um, Dan is known for plugging a hole in maybe one of the biggest issues with DNS and maybe saving us all, being able to use the internet. Um, one of the things he has said is like, "Look, the internet was designed to ship pictures of cats around; it wasn't meant to really have the trillions of dollars flow through it every day." Yeah. But we're but some of us are going to go and fix it. I'm yeah. paraphrasing. And Dan also um, is known for finding the Sony rootkit and making sure I think it was like 580,000 computers were compromised, but that got fixed. And so he's a very helpful person, and a lot of people know about his his. Uh, work that he's done in security but the thing that people know about him the most which is a little surprising because he's from the security world not really associated with people being nice and empathy and everything is how much of a nice person he was and how many people he helped out
1: he so, was very very kind
0: very kind
1: he's kind the, he didn't he, I hate to, it sounds really weird to say but he didn't hate women and like I could really tell
0: um, the, so the, here's the thing in the, the and New, most
1: people did in the New York Times
0: <laughs> write up they said On Twitter, the misogynistic world of infotech, you know, like all these things, he was one of the few voices that showed you didn't have to be a jerk and be successful and be helpful in the security, the OPSEC world and everything. So. Um, I knew him from, like, Maker World, because he was a maker. I think he was, like, working on quantum computers not too long ago. Yeah. And um, he also worked on things that people didn't know about. So someone was colorblind, and he made, like, I think it was called DanCam, and it was, like, this this thing that he could... Yeah,
1: I think he was also colorblind, maybe. I don't know. I think
0: he was a friend. He made it for a friend. Yeah. And then I think, like, his aunt was doing something, and they, like, it was something for, like, patients in another country. I think it was actually dealing with people who have AIDS and, like, helped out with how to get this online system going. So you just see these personal stories over and over and over and over again about how Dan helped people. So it wasn't, it wasn't the security stuff. It was the, the personal impact he had on so many people's lives, um, help people get to conferences, all sorts of stuff. So I wanted to read one of the things he said in 2020. And he said, At the end of the day, I'm old, I'm tired, I'm tapping thoughts into face-based keyboard, hoping I can do a thing or two for the next nerd full of silly magical ideas, hoping you will too. So, um, in memory of Dan, maybe think about this. Uh, Maybe we can all be a little bit more like Dan. I think the world would be a better place. And uh, thank you, Dan, for all the things that you did while you were here. I wish we had more time. Here's a good one. Okay, next up. Um, We want to set a good example. Yes. And so um, one of the things we did was we got our second shot. And we put our vaccine cards in our little um, Fifth Element multipass. multipass thing. Yeah. And at Krispy Kreme, you get a free donut. Free donut. And so we went to Krispy Kreme, and technically you can get a free donut every day. And by the but way, I
1: don't think it's such a good idea. Don't
0: worry don't you? if you don't get vaccinated. They say come on Mondays. So, um, but maybe consider get vaccinated. But
1: uh, you know, it's a treat.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that's changed for us, and this goes into our ship and safely thing, is you'll notice in the little Adafruit logo. Uh, doesn't have a mask on anymore because it's
1: getting vaccinated too
0: it's not because we didn't um we don't wear masks it's because we're just finished up with our 100 days of masking we paralleled the government we wanted everyone to try to wear a mask so we put it in all the orders and donated more masks and did more um but the thing that we're that's changing for us is on friday lady 8 and myself got our second dose and so you know 14 days after you're fully vaccinated um and we're also at the point at the company where a lot of us are now fully vaccinated second dose. Mm. So what it means is um, we've been keeping ourselves on different floors, limited shifts, limited people, yeah. um, not having, and we're always in masks, always with gloves. We Safe. didn't have any outbreaks and we've been operating this way, but now we can finally start to see things like on the way to the office, a lot of us now don't wear a mask if we're just walking on the street because it's outdoors.
1: CDC says if you're outdoors, yeah. vaccinated.
0: And so I I know that there's there's this idea that's like, some people want it to be like this forever. No, we don't. I don't. We got vaccinated. We got donuts to prove it. And so um, the next few weeks, more of us are fully vaccinated. That means more of us can do more meetings closer to each other. We can allow each other to take a different look at shifts. We can meet outside together. There's all sorts of things. And so as someone who's been in this from the beginning, New York City, we got hit the first, the worst, Um, In the US, we um, made face shields for the city, we made electronics for um, the the medical world who wanted them uh, because they couldn't get them. Um, We've been trying to crawl back out of this, you know, just like everybody else. And so this is a really good brick in that path towards getting um, back to recovery and restarting. Mm -hmm. In the last week, we've hired four people or about to. Um, We've gotten the most resumes in and so far for the last five months. We've been growing month over month and year over year, of course, but we're also looking at our 2019. So if you're wondering what all the things that we did together, from our community to our customers to our team, did it work out? Yeah, we're here. Um, We didn't have to go into debt. We didn't have to, like, furlough the company. So um, thank you. But that is our 8Fruit update for this week. Okay, next up. All the news you can fruit. That's right. Um, And, like, you know, please continue to order stuff. That is what's been keeping us going. Um, When you order stuff, you don't get the free mask anymore, but you do get the following.
1: Yes, we still have freebies. We have $99 or more, a free Promo Proto half-size breadboard. 149 or more, you get a free STEM QT board. We have a whole bunch of sensors we're adding as other ones go out of stock. Uh, $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. And $299 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express or all-in-one development board. on Circuit CircuitPython or Arduino or Code.org CS Discoveries. Uh, Rust or all other sorts of languages you don't need to do any soldering you can get started immediately because everything's built in how wonderful all right.
0: next up um, I have a service announcement so you notice a little beep, thing beep, beep, on beep, top beep, beep, of our beep. site it says due to high demand expect some shipping delays at this time orders may not shift for one to two business days okay so why are we doing this the reason we're doing this is because we have so many orders right now because a lot of the world is turning back on we have a lot of stuff And we planned well for the chip shortages and the restart of the economy in lots of places. So, we also are hiring more people. And we want to give our team time and space to train our new folks that are coming in. Mm -hmm. So, when you order, just make sure you know it might not ship instantly, same minute that we do with a lot of orders, because we want to give our teams time. But we also have a huge, ginormous number of orders, which is really good. Thank you. A lot of it, a little surprising, maybe, is industry where um, they can't get the stuff they need and they don't want to risk trying to get it from elsewhere and Adafruit has it if it says it in stock if it says it's in stock it's in stock so we actually have it and when they place an order they know it's going to ship um, you could tell there's a lot of businesses that are coming back and there's a lot of new businesses that are starting so you know the uh, Adafruit news Network
1: <laughs> <B-B-B-B-B-B>.
0: and <laughs> ANN um it, it's looking pretty good, but we're definitely in a in a restart. So uh, just give us a little bit of time when we ship your orders. Okay, show and tell. People around world show and share, and projects. That's
1: right. We had some folks coming by. on the show
0: and tell. All right. Come from day, DJ Key,
1: David, David Sandys came by. Usually it's Kevin, but uh, David uh, is filling in for Kevin while he's on break, which is well-deserved. And David showed off the Innovation Notebook, which is a, uh, I think it's like a hard or soft bound book with lots of diagrams and parts and schematics, symbols and calculators and other helpers, uh, kind of inspired from um, the the Maker Notebook, but this one's more electronics focused. Um, and it's going to be coming out since so we previewed it and we're going to hopefully get one, we'll show it off uh and they're gonna be you know, doing giveaways and they're gonna have it available at the Adafruit, that's Adafruit, in the Digikey store, of course, and we'll also have it um, in the Adafruit shop, I'm sure. So uh, check it out if you wanna see a preview. And um, you know, if uh, if you hold tight, I think we'll get some into the shop and then maybe we can also um, have the PDF available for people to check out ahead of time. So I think that's all gonna be coming, but this was like a preview, preview, preview. preview. Yep. And um, next up we had Chris Young can buy a uh, Christian wrote a guide on Learn last week. It went live. It's how to turn um, a Raspberry Pi Zero plus Pi into a smart IoT IR remote. Uh, I do remember, you know, mentioning that, uh, reading that uh, for a lot of uh, accessibility projects, the one thing that people who have accessibility needs figure out real fast is how to use the internet because it's like the most useful thing to learn. And so anything that uses a web page or a web browser, Um, will be really easy to use for accessibility tools because it's already designed to browse the internet. So I thought like, this is a really neat thing. It's basically a web browser that sends infrared codes. Charlene has been making cool LED rings. Uh, She showed off three beautiful LED rings. They're like circuit sculptures you can wear. Liz uh, always wanted to make a guitar pedal and she's now getting into it. She made a breadboarded fuzz pedal. Belle is from New Hampshire and made a Neo Trinky powered password safe. And then from Adafruit, we had JP come by. Uh, he's done a fun house, um project with um, a PIR sensor that can turn on and off a LiFix Wi-Fi bulb and also um, made a Neo Trinky um, camera um, shutter. Numpader showed off this week's guide, which is a uh, six segmented lemon or citrus keyboard pad. It's a macro pad that is lemon or grapefruit or Yuzu-shaped, I guess. And Scott has been on a tear. He's been merging uh, CircuitPython back into older versions of Micro... Sorry. Older versions of MicroPython into CircuitPython. We, I think, originally based CircuitPython on 10.9 version of MicroPython. Or we've gotten up to that. Uh, But since then, three or four more revisions have come out. uh, Improvements to the core language. And so he's... um, You know, every few days he's been merging in one chunk, one release cycle of MicroPython, python in so that'll get us things like the walrus operator uh, more async io uh, support some uh, code execution speed improvements some code size improvements you know a lot of bug fixes uh from mainline we're going to catch up and hopefully get to 115 soon
0: and if you want to see how all well this is made um catch Check scott's deep dives on friday because this is uh I was trying to give the analogy. It's like there's like Linux, but then there's all the different flavors of Linux. Yeah,
1: there's distributions, and, and you have to have the kernel updated. And, and you, and you want to make
0: sure, yeah, and you want to modules
1: make modules fit. Yeah,
0: and there's a lot of folks that like Circuit Python because of all the device support, but they also want they might want something that's in MicroPython that we don't have because it's not exactly merged in. It's true. It's like, like OpenWrt
1: open is like still running like the kernel two, right? Yeah, it would be great if they updated it to like the latest version of the kernel, but somebody has to do the work to make sure that you know. That it all still fits in memory, and it has the same functionality, and all the all the kernel configuration modules are updated. And it's not easy; it takes work. And so that's what we're doing now is and we're, we're catching up to two or three years worth of. Micropipo. We show all of
0: our work. So, like, if you wanted to like learn about how like Linux works and kernels and all, it's actually really hard. And there's years, and there's so many systems and tools and things. This is a, um, a good time to learn about that real time and even participate. So, if you're interested in stuff like this, especially. If you're into scripting languages on microcontrollers, or if you're just into Python, this is really neat to see. Yeah. Okay. It's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. It's Wednesday, so that means on Wednesday we do Ask an Engineer That's at 8 p.m. You're, you're watching, watching it like,
1: now. We're, we're here. And Hi. then we
0: also do Show and Tell at 7 30. We just did that. And those are our two Wednesday shows. Yes. On Sunday we do Desk of Lady Ada. That's right. I did that. And this week on Desk of Lady Ada, Lamar talked about and showed. All sorts of things with cameras.
1: Cameras. Yeah, we've been adding camera support to CircuitPython. So showing two examples: one with an RP so twenty forty running CircuitPython, one with a SAMD fifty one running Python. Um, you know, it's kind of neat to have uh, sensor input into. Um, you know, we have sensors of all sorts. We have like temperature sensors and motion sensors and humidity sensors, but camera sensors are complicated. They're not easy to implement. So I'm, I'm working with the folks, the engineering team, how do we make it really easy to add cameras and vision recognition into projects? Um, it's very powerful, but it's like really tough to use.
0: Okay. Don't we have the Great Search? Where in
1: the world is that part I
2: need? The Great Search with DigiKey.
0: And this is where Lemore uses all of her powers of good to use the DigiKey site to find what you're looking for. And you'll need to do that because there's a worldwide shortage. So, relays.
1: Yes, somebody posted on the forums and said, hey, can you make a feather wing with a latching relay? And I was like, I don't know, I I should find out. And I went to DigiKey and then I realized like, you know, we should do a video about this. Uh, Because uh, relays come in all sorts of different sizes, all sorts of specifications, and there's a lot of little tricks to uh, picking out a relay. I've definitely learned from my errors. Uh, So I teach you all of my uh, most relay, I relay my relay knowledge to you in this video.
0: Okay. On Tuesdays, we do JP's product pick of the week, Neo Trinky, your best friend, it's true. And on Tuesday, JP's product pick is broadcasting live from the product pages, something that no one does, um, except for the place where we got this idea from, which was Taobao and Alibaba, where they do live broadcasts inside product pages. Yeah,
1: it's like a billion people. But yeah. other than that, nobody knows about
0: this. Besides that. And so um, and then Amazon was trying to do They bought Twitch, and they still have some things, but I think we're the only electronics company that does it. So it's cool. Yeah. So, um, we have it on sale, but you have to watch it live. That's the thing, it's making live special. So, here is the recap. But tune in every Tuesday, JP's product pick, and pick up something at a good price.
3: It's the Neo Trinky. It's a USB key, four NeoPixels. It runs CircuitPython, it runs Arduino, it is your best friend, it is a keychain and it's a whole bunch more. This is an iPad, and then you'll see here I'm using a long uh, USB extension cable, and then I'm going into one of these little adapters that goes from lightning to USB. And then I have my Neo Trinke plugged in there. This is currently set up to act as volume up. Really, one thing to do with the Apple system camera, and that's take a picture by, by holding down the volume up or volume down, they both work. You can see in here when I take that picture, takes that picture very nice wave everyone it is the brand new Neo neotrinkie your best friend and mine
0: okay jp's workshop is tomorrow 4 p.m eastern time and we're starting to do a series called circuit python parsecs mm. park sets, get it
1: park, park oh sets, park, sex. Kids, park, yeah. park sex Okay. there's all
0: sorts of there, it's, it's funny in all sorts of ways so it's a little short CircuitPython. So we had big minute, now we have CircuitPython Parsecs.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> so
0: um, take it away, JP. See you on the other So side.
3: for today's CircuitPython Parsec, what I wanted to show is a little tip on finding out some info about your board from the REPL or from the serial uh, interface to your microcontroller. So yeah, I've got a Feather RP2040. It's plugged in over USB to this computer. And inside of Moo, you can open up this serial uh, window. So this is now a direct connection, a REPL. I can type things in directly on that board. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to import OS. So I've imported that library of operating system-like things. So what I wanted to do is find out what board I have plugged in. And you might ask, why do you want to do that? I've got it sitting right here. Well, I actually have multiple boards plugged in. In fact. I'm not even sure which one is going to show up. I have my little camera switcher over there. That's a CircuitPython board, and I have this feather. So let's see what comes up. If I type in, uh, I'm going to print os.uname.machine. So this is a feather RP2040. And I can also check which version of the operating system is on there, which version of CircuitPython in this case. So if I do print os.uname.machine version, it's gonna tell me I'm running 6.2.0 release candidate and that was the version I downloaded on uh, the 1st of April. We might also want to know what pins do I have at my disposal. Uh, for example, that QDPI RP2040 has two I squared C channels on it. You might not know that looking at it. So if I import board, I've now imported the library for board pin definitions, I can now just simply type in board And I'll hit tab for tab completion. And now I get a list of all the pins that are on this board. So I can see this one has A, 0 through 3, D, 0, 1, 10, 11, and so on. I squared C is on here. I have a NeoPixel uh, on board. We have the serial RXTX SPI. So kind of an interesting way to find out info on your board without even having to go to a web page, as long as you remember these, these little commands. So that is your CircuitPython Parsec. <laughs>
0: okay, so again, don't forget. Perfect. Thursday, JP. Per sec. Okay. Time travel. Look around the world, makers, hackers, artists, engineers. So, I put out a call for can we help? Um, we wanted to send PPE to Indian makerspaces and hackerspaces. We've done a lot of work with especially in the circuit python python community in india mm-hmm. and one of the things that um we found out is they actually don't need ppe if they do we can possibly get it to them we will work with dhl and ups because export uh for PP in the u.s is really hard going all the way back last year because yeah. the u.s didn't want people sending ppe out so anyways mass face shields, you name it. If we can send it to India, we will. Um, But we got a a hold of our friends on the ground. They're okay, um, but it is a crisis, a crisis, crisis. And they did send me some information. You can look at it on our blog. There is a fundraiser that they're trying to do for these oxygen generators um, that that will condense. It's an oxygen concentrator. Um, the problem really is like getting the stuff around. So, uh, and
1: you need a certain material to make the concentrator. It's yeah. like that material isn't available. It's like so any form or something. I don't remember the name of it. But. So
0: it's it's complicated. But what we did is we put links to the resources from the people that actually know because they're in India. Hmm. And then we did a link to a Twitter thread that has people that are on the ground saying, "Here's how you can actually help." And the the biggest Challenge and the thing that will help the most is when the entire world gets vaccinated. And right now we have a long way to go. Um, even in the U.S., we have a long way to go. And then when you add the world, it could be years. And so one of the things that will probably need to change is the uh, vaccine nationalism. And uh, I saw right on the um, the, the news world, um, Stuart and jennifer from uh stewart's from slack i know him back from Flickr days yeah just did the biggest donation for worldwide vaccine help so 25 million so i think they just sold slack to like salesforce or something yeah and stewart's always been like a really good kind soul and this is i think the type of things that we need to start talking about and seeing is even if we do an okay job in the u.s as we've seen the reason why the whole world got this is because the virus can hop on a plane at any time so um See what you could do. Check out our resources. We'll continue to do whatever we can do. Um, we looked at the open source plans for this oxygen concentrator. It's, it's $1,000 expensive, um, but we'll see if there's any like value that we could do as we look at these designs. If there's low-cost microcontrollers that we can help add or something yeah. like that, So just like we did with ventilators. Um, also upcoming events, um, Black in Robotics
2: Yay.
0: is doing a bunch of events. Adafruit, uh, amongst others, are sponsors. So if you want to help get more people into robotics and uh, take some classes or events, there's an Arduino one, Sunday, May 2nd. Another one, May 16th. The uh, ROS2 Software Workshop, May 30th. Arduino Workshop, June 13th. You can build pretty much anything with all the stuff that they're doing. Check it out. Send it to people you know. We'll have more events. Yes. Next up. All right, so let me take you on a little bit of a journey.
1: Okay. Starts with the Neopixel.
0: So the Neopixel ring is used in lots of stuff. We don't know how people use it. They let us know. Sometimes we see it online. Sometimes the Neopixel ring is used by science fiction designers. And this one happened to be in The Mandalorian. And so um, if you watch The Mandalorian, there's a ship inside... ILM creating the Razor Crest. And that was really cool for us to see. Yeah. And people told us about it. And so, one of the ways that we find out about stuff is people tell us, hey, I used your component in something.
1: That's right. Or I saw your component in something.
0: That doesn't mean that we support everything they do.
1: We probably didn't even know I, about it until after it was done.
0: I do not agree with all of the things that The Mandalorian does. He
1: kills people. He's a bounty hunter. I do
0: not agree with all the things that Yoda does. Baby Yoda ate a bunch of, like, baby eggs.
1: Anyways. You should have done that.
0: There's a lot of stuff that I don't agree Naughty. with. There's times that there's going to be actors that something happens in the news with them. We can't control what people do with our stuff. We do open source code. People might use our code for anything, and that's, that's okay, anything. And we don't have any control over that. We didn't, we don't, this isn't our show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, people know that we, we like posting this stuff. So here's a cool thing. One of our breakouts, this is a little temperature sensor. Yes. And by the way, does this transmit any radio frequencies it data? It does, it does not. All it does is
1: measure temperature. All, All does measure it does is measure temperature. But it does a very nice job of measuring okay. temperature.
0: So there's this satellite. These folks in Italy launched it and it used our temperature sensor. So, now we're getting to the... It's not a rant, because we have Phil rants, but it is a little bit. Um, so, we were feeling pretty good about this. We thought, hey, this is cool. Someone's using our stuff. It's you in know, space. It's in space. Like
1: the Mandalorian's not real space. Yeah. It's like fake space. This so, is real space. So, we
0: got what some, happens now. Someone on Twitter said, hey, DeFruit, how about not supporting space missions that are violating radio, radio amateur frequencies and operating without coordination? Please don't enable abuse of radio amateur frequencies. Cheers. So I'm just like, who is this person? And we didn't do this. We didn't enable it. We didn't. We're not supporting it. If they're abusing radio frequency stuff, please tell them. So this again,
1: it's not a. It's not a radio. It's, a temperature it's sensor. not even
0: it's a, a temperature. radio. So I looked at. I was actually a little surprised. So I think this is Pierre's, Uh, is the executive director of Libre Space, which we know about, creating open source open source space technologies and communities. So this is where I'm gonna ask a favor. And I'm going to send this to the folks there. This is the Libre Space Foundation.
1: They all have great arms.
0: If you want to go to space, and you want people to go with you, and your mission is... And I'm going to zoom in on this. Our vision is open, accessible, outer space for all. Please don't blame us, Adafruit, for what this company or people did with our breakout board to measure temperature. And you have... A lot of people who listen to what you say, and what was the end goal? Boy- boycott Adafruit? And so I did update the post just to have this little piece of information. And I said, hey, um, please bring this up with uh, Gauze SRL and Unistat 7. We only wrote about it because they emailed us and we thought it was cool. Adafruit did not launch anything in the space yet. And they have workshops, CubeSat Developers Workshop working together, and this is an open source effort. So my my request, and I'll say I, I did email with them. It did not go well <laughs> because I don't think I could convey that support is like if we funded the mission. We support if knew things. about it. Yeah, like we
1: supported the Black and Robotics thing we just showed you because right, we, we gave, gave they have money. We gave them
0: they have money
1: or in, in kind money.
0: Yeah, they have uh, Adafruit uh, products and Adafruit gear.
1: I don't agree with a lot of things that Disney does. Yeah. Okay, I don't agree with a lot of their co- their copyright decisions. But it's still cool that the Mandalorian had a NeoPixel ring in so, their set.
0: So the thing is, like, there's going to be... our hardware
1: is in something, it, it doesn't mean that yeah. we agree with it or condone it or enable it. It has nothing to do with it, okay? Like, it got used there. If, yeah. if you have a problem and, with how our hardware is used, you need to talk to the people who use the hardware in the way you don't
0: like. Yeah, and so I don't want to not write about this stuff. I did put a link to this, the person's tweet and this their, you know, their snark at us. And what, what I want to do is use this as a learning opportunity. So, hey, all of us in open source, let's try not to do this. Because if, if you're – so if you want to go and have, like, all more people in space with you, there's a bunch of guys. Um, if you want people to go to space with you, potentially in a rocket with just, like, a couple of people, they're going to be stuck with you. And you, and you probably want to have a different vibe. And so especially in open source, like, you don't – you don't want to go after open source companies that are making hardware and releasing code like we are. Like we had nothing to do with this. In fact, it should be like isn't it isn't it kind of cool that we are not the gatekeepers. So I don't know if this is stargatekeepers, I don't know what the term is. Space but, police. But they're like they're like you know we weren't consulted. You, like you didn't they didn't tell us, they didn't do it the right way with coordination. That has nothing to do with us. Yeah. So I think they should do the right thing whoever this group is in Italy. But please don't don't go after us.
1: And by the way, they they don't agree. They think that they're they do. De- by the way, it's it's up for debate. I guess I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I what. So yeah.
0: so anyways. So we do space stuff. We do. There's Circuit Python in space. Um, Doctor Holiday was uh, here. Doc Holiday. Um at Stanford and they use they do CircuitPython stuff. We do their CircuitPython is on this PyCube thing. And by the way, and this is kind of a little unfair, so every time we post anything about satellites, you know people say, It's just trash, you're just polluting space. And so it
1: And again, I haven't put anything into okay. space.
0: And so yes, that might be an issue. But like it's gonna be really hard to inspire, especially young people, if you do anything involving space, there's gonna be this guy tweeting space at you is also really and big. blaming you for stuff. Yeah. So anyways, I'm gonna send a link to this um, video segment um, uh, to them and maybe I've explained my case a little bit better. Yes. That I, I don't think this is a good example to set as a director of an open source organization. We can all do a little bit better. Um, and I don't think going in the direction of not writing about stuff is something I wanna do. Okay, next up. Phil B has a video.
2: It's about adorable.
0: crimpin.
1: Crimp on Let's
2: talk. Crimped pins for a moment. It's always been a little counterintuitive to me that crimping pins like this, like on these LED connectors, uh, it's often preferable than a soldered pin connection. And that's weird because it's like solder. What could be better, right? You're like using metal. But uh, it has to do with vibration and movement that uh, these connectors take a lot of flexing, and solder being rigid will quickly crack and you'll have a busted connection. But I think for many of us, self-included, the reason we hate crimped connectors is because our first impression was in using improvised tools, and these make really bad connections. And so we think the problem is crimping when the problem is the tool. You really want to use a proper crimping tool. Just like if you're going to solder, use a soldering iron, if you're going to crimp, you really want to invest in a
0: crimping tool. Okay. words of wisdom eight a box um, okay. we're going to be shipping in May really soon we're really close really really soon mid-May we're going to have the unboxing video um, if you haven't already please sign up because we're full And then now
1: is a great time to check that your address is correct that it's billing. Good time that. you can do this now because believe me when we start charging the cards very, very 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 soon like a matter of days not weeks uh, it's always There's always people who don't check their cards, and it causes a little bit of a delay. You don't want that. Why have a delay? Don't you want to get, get it as quickly as possible? So uh, check your billing and your shipping right now. And then, um, you know, this box was delayed because of, um, like, the planet, but next box we should be um, back on schedule.
0: And other thing, if you're in uh, Europe, the U.K., uh, in particular, don't forget we're ending... ADA boxes for now, new yeah. subscriptions. We take care of any gifts. We're putting on pause because with Brexit and entire world changing, we have to figure out another way to ship things because the cost to ship it and then the import stuff is more than the cost of AdaBox. So we want to make sure, and some people want to pay that, but most people don't. So we want to make sure that's not what it is. Okay. Every single day around 6 o'clock, Collins Lab Notes comes out.
1: Comes by your lab.
0: You can watch mini versions of what used to be called Collins Lab every single day on all our social media platforms. I am going to play the latest four right now.
4: A thing for these Swiss machine pin header sockets. They're much shorter than common square pin male and female headers, so they make much lower profile connections. And breaking apart a strip of machine pin sockets is actually a clean process. Not that ham-fisted chopping thing you have to do when trimming regular headers, inevitably sacrificing one pin. Machine pins also get along well with breadboards, they don't tend to stretch out the internal springs like square pins. And they securely hold a through-hole component lead, at least the thin ones. They even make good IC sockets. In fact, I'm such a fan of these things that I actually made a machine pin breadboard at one point. And it, it works for the most part, as long as you use the right gauge jumper wire. Jeff suggested that I should go over some tips on how to keep a breadboard tidy, and I agree, it's a good idea. I personally don't get too fancy, I just focus on the jumper wires. Color coding always helps, black for ground, red for positive, but cutting custom length jumpers makes the biggest difference. I strip about eight millimeters from one end of a piece of solid core wire, insert it into the starting node, lay the wire down a path to its destination node, Add an extra 15mm or so, cut, strip another 8mm lead, insert, done. Now if I wanted to get really fancy, I could go pre-plan the whole layout in fritzing.
0: right and tune into colin's lab every single day monday through friday um apparently there might be some audio sync issues we think it's a network thing because everything is working okay here but we, we, we shall proceed and continue okay make it a game just um, live with it yeah so we have some adafruit io updates um we have a little mini video from brent this is i believe the winch. Whippersnapper.
1: Whippersnapper Analog
5: Input Demo. Hello, my name is Brent from Adafruit, and I want to teach you today how to use Adafruit Whippersnapper, which is not out yet but will be soon, to create an IoT project without writing a single line of code. We have a Metro M4 wired up to a potentiometer, and I want to send this value over to the cloud. So it's already connected and online, so we will click right through. And I'll click New Component. You can see we changed the components, so they show 3D renders of all the components and what they do. So if we click potentiometer, it's connected to pin A0, and I want it to return the raw ADC value whenever I twist it, so on change. If I click create component, it immediately sends the component's data uh, from the ADC to Adafruit Whippersnapper, and when I change it by twisting it, it returns the value back to Adafruit IO. And each component that you make in Adafruit Snapper is an Adafruit IO feed, so you can plot the value in real time and historically. So if I twist it all the way down or all the way up, all the way up, that's all for now. We're going to have more videos as Whippersnapper gets built out. Thanks for watching.
0: All right. help wanted eight of jobs board. Um, we have a couple jobs, experience design specialist and a content intern. One is... Uh, in maryland and the other one is in canada so check this out it's jobs.atafruit.com part-time one and another is an internship python on hardware news
1: it's blink of time all the latest in python on hardware coming to you in your mailbox Yep. Yeah. and also here
0: all right so okay this week um oh let me go back here i think i made a mistake with uh
1: well we have so many exciting news. there's there a lot you have yeah. you have? all right number one we are sponsoring pycon us 2021 we sp- we sponsor every year uh but we're um also sponsoring this year yeah. it's online uh you can go register we also support the python software foundation uh thanks pycon they've been awesome i can't wait to get back to visiting PyCon in person and doing hardware uh tw- yeah yep. giveaways and stuff uh we also had Moo 1.0 beta 4 come out uh, we really want people to try it out. Please download the latest version of Move because we've updated how CircuitPython boards are detected. And it's good. It means more boards will be detected, even if they're not from Adafruit. So like any CircuitPython board uh, should probably show up now. Um, we just had, we have 200 boards. I don't know if you knew, Phil. We have 200 boards in CircuitPython. More Python, than 200 now. More than 200. Uh, making sure they all have the VIDs and PIDs. Eh, turn into BMS. So we did it another way.
0: All right. So deep dives as usual with Scott. You can check out the recaps there, a little bit of information and also a link to the video um, subscribe if you want here's an animation demonstrating a fruit circuit playground express
3: oh.
0: um this is kind of a neat thing it's a little remote shutter um this is kind of cool the pico touch pcb is designed to work with raspberry pi and pico and circuit python TaBot, working on those they look really good that's cool um, nice
1: silkscreen there yeah more is, keyboards this is the
0: gherkin pcb gherkin built P- specifically for the raspberry pi pico running circuit python P- P- 40 keyboards by the way that is one of the best sites and here's the thing if you know the person at 40 percent keyboards tell them two things number one good job not having any way to contact you at all whatsoever
1: they they did such a good job hiding from the internet i can i can usually
0: find anyone and i'm just like wow this
1: person is gone which means they don't want to be contacted yeah so so
0: anyways um because i wanted to say hey good job good work but there's no way to get a hold of them so anyways Uh, no way to comment, no way to do anything. So, good work. Um, more here's keyboard more stuff. keyboards. We have um, a really neat, yeah, Paintinator. This is um, a Paint-ton. pen plotter for folks um, with particular disabilities using CircuitPython. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, here's a mouse shake, your Raspberry Pi, a Neo Trinky project. Mm. Here is a very, 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 very cool display that uses CircuitPython that goes to the Marvel API and pulls out the character and the issue stuff which is really neat. Yeah, I know
1: they had an API. Based they on have the a big API.
0: Yeah, and it's based on the tech from Black Panther, which mm. is really cool. A um, little cute feather bot. You can use CircuitPython with it. And a Pickle, whole
1: keyboards, bunch more. tags, and so, more. So
0: special thanks to Katni, who is running a newsletter Why Anne was out. Anne is back. And so you'll see the newsletter... Um, no one noticed the differences between uh, different authors. We just had a bunch of stuff and a good pipeline of news. So that is this week's Python on Hardware.
1: Yay, Blinka!
0: Yeah, JP is like, oh, you can contact the 40% keyboard people on Reddit.
1: No, you can't. I tried. Yeah. It goes
0: it just goes to nowhere. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Lady Ada, we have 2,468
1: guides. Yeah, we have a lot of guides. What
0: is in the Adafruit Learning
1: System? Okay, I'm glad you cut it out because it's true. There's six guides this week. From known Pedro, they have the lemon mechanical keypad. This is so cute. It's a six-key macro pad with a citrusy scent. Uh, It can be a lemon, it can be a lime, it can be an orange, it can be a grapefruit, whatever you like. Uh, We saw like a a pizza-themed keypad and it was like, let's do a lemon. So they did a great job. It's an RP2040 cutie pie and a NeoPixel inside and uh, mechanical Cherry MX compatible switches. We also have a couple guides for the 80-foot funhouse. Thanks to Melissa for writing those up um melissa's done a great job at making all the portal libraries like anything that's wi-fi enabled uh, she's been doing um, the library that helps run it and making sure that it works with adafruit io and mqtt and home assistant Um, so she did a guide for the funhouse as well as a guide on how to use the circuit python library that she wrote for the funhouse to make really easy home automation projects um liz clark did a neo tricky project it's a zoom shortcut uh tool so using the capacitive touch buttons uh to have different things happen on your computer it's kind of fun just sits there and and also has neopixel um feedback aaron uh made a gorgeous uh sunflower themed uh sound reactive um baby crib mobile using a circuit playground blue fruit with a little video we'll show shortly and then jp also uh joined in the fun house fun with um a motion detecting light project um, it uses a PIR sensor plugged into the funhouse and then can send uh, commands to Wi-Fi light bulbs called Lifx bulbs um, and of course you could also uh, adapt this we also have a library for use with Philips Hue bulbs so if you want to use those instead but kind of showing how you can connect um, sensors on the edge to control stuff around your house
0: okay um, the big change, update, cool thing we did with learn.adafruit.com is we have a project bundler. So um, one of the things I used to do is I would gather all my CircuitPython libraries, everything, and I would put it in a folder and zip it and just say, okay, that's the perfect way. Everything works. It's all the dependencies are done. All the libraries are there. Um, but now we've made that process. Of needing to do that, so um, much easier, obsolete. <laughs>
1: Thanks to our little friend. Yeah,
0: and so if you want to gather up all your Python files,
1: like I see, look at all the files, all the libraries, all the assets.
0: Use Bundlefly.
1: Yay! That's
0: right, Bundlefly is here. Bundlefly hey, will help you. Bee. Hi, I'm here to bring you your files with Bundlefly. Now this isn't the grotesque version that I initially was no, going to have. That it's so cute. the files are thrown up on and they're consumed into Digested BundleFly
1: into a zip and file and then they're
0: brought over and then BundleFly feeds it to you through a through a feeding tube. Yeah, we decided that this is a little cuter.
1: Well, we we had a you know a meeting and we all discussed it and yes and we what was it like a well, they have it, like marketing they have like a focus group yeah we focus grouped it and they didn't agree but they did like this adorable. Kind of like 1980s right. Mod Walker style with cute sneakers, fly. Mm. Great sunglasses.
0: Okay. Um, and so next up, we're going to play Aaron's video from Aaron's Learn Guide. Okay, 3D printing. We have Don Pedro's video coming up next week, which is the lemon lime thing. I thought it was a speed up. I forgot earlier when I was on Show and Tell. But we have a, do, we do have a speed up this week. Apparently, um, there's a crabification of things. Like
1: yeah, cur- crust
0: Yeah, on a long enough like timeline of things, everything turns into like a crab. They want thing. to be
1: crabs. Yeah, multiple times. They want
0: to be crabs. Like
1: want, I want to be a crab. Yeah. yeah. And
0: so someone showed pictures of, like, Wi-Fi routers in the latest one, like, oh, the evolution of them over time. Well, the Real Tech logo is a crab. And, the, and now they look like crabs.
1: Yeah, oh, it's true. They do. They have a little thing. Yeah. Mm. So,
0: mm-hmm. anyhow, um, the aliens are here. They're crabs. Crabs. Okay, don't forget three D hangouts and known page every single Wednesday. Learn how to make all this stuff and more. DigiKey and Adafruit present. Hi, on NPR. I M P I INMPI this week, Lady Ada, is from Bosch.
1: That's right. I'm excited because I actually heard about this sensor a while ago, the BME688, but it's finally in stock at DigiKey. And I didn't really want to do an INMPI unless you could actually go and pick it up, and they have a lot in stock. So this week's INMPI is from uh, Bosch Sensor Tech. They make um, all sorts of sensors, including some of our favorites, the BMP280, BME280, and, of course, the BME680. A lot of very popular sensors. So this week's is the bme 688 you can see here it's got the 688 sounds familiar right sounds a lot like the bme 680. Uh, that's because it's very similar to the BME 680. The BME 680, um, is, you know, I think the B is for Bosch and E is environmental. And the 680 stands for, it has pressure, humidity, temperature, and gas sensing capability. So this is a sensor that we've already stocked the BME 680 and the 88, the 688 is the next generation of it. And what's really cool about the sensor, the 680 is that it's like the only sensor we've ever seen that can do pretty much all of your environmental sensing in one package at a really good price. It does temperature. Yes. It has humidity, yes, barometric pressure, so you can do altitude as well, and gas sensing, so you can do environmental sensing, of uh, volatile organic compounds, so like air quality sensing um, as well. So what's new with the 688? Well, the 688, I'm, I'm glad you asked, because I also was like, what is new? So when you've got, you know, the way the gas sensor works, it's called a metal oxide uh, semiconductor, and basically there, there's an exposed oxide layer that reacts with gases in the environment, like you can have it react with methane or alcohols or, or, you know, there's carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide, whatever. And when it reacts with them, the resistance of that oxide layer changes. And, you know, the thing about oxide sensors is, is this is pretty much the only way that we do solid state sensing. It works quite well. It's inexpensive. But there are some variations from uh, sensor to sensor and not only that but temperature and humidity affect them so you, you having the temperature and humidity sensor in the BME680 is handy because you'll actually use the data to normalize the gas sensor data but i think what people the folks at Bosch realize is that anytime you have something that's dependent on another environmental factor you might be able to kind of use that or abuse that in a different way so in this case the BME688 has this heater underneath that heats the metal oxide layer Um, and what that can do is is first of course get um, you know any water condensation off of it but can also change the reactivity of that metal oxide layer so it reacts differently to gases and by changing the heater profile by changing the heat level quickly between multiple different levels and doing different measurements you can like kind of sense different things Um, and maybe not like a specific, like, it's not like, oh, this heater profile is good for methane and this heater profile is good for, you know, ethanol. It's more like if you go through these cycles and you try to measure a scent or an emission, you might be able to detect it between, from other emissions. So let's talk about like what that means. So, um, each BME sensor has the heater profile the duty cycle. Like I mentioned, the heater profile duty cycle is that micro heater that, um, when you turn on and off it's set to different settings it affects the sensitivity and react reactability of that metal oxide layer um you can try multiple different profiles and then expose the sensor to what you want to sense and collect data and again you know what are you actually sensing it's kind of not clear but by looking for patterns of data you can then train uh an algorithm like a machine learning algorithm to look at those changes based on the heater profile to detect differences or unique sets. So to do that, um you know they recommend uh going with their dev kit. This dev kit's not available quite yet but it'll probably be available soon um on DigiKey. It actually it has Adafruit stuff in it. It has a huzzah 32 an ESP32 and then on top it has a feather wing with eight BME Uh, 688 so you know it's it's a it's a bit of a kit it's also got two buttons it's got sd card slot as well and the reason it has eight of these you're like why do you need eight do you need eight for your final thing no the reason you have eight is you can have each one have a different heater profile you can also have um each one just because each mock sensor is a little bit different in general so you can have eight different uh, data samples so you can make sure that you're um not being too specific with your training data you want to have like multiple data points to to because again there's this variation from sensor to sensor Um, but you you program it with the code that bosch gives you there's an example that you load onto the esp32 And then um, in their video, for example, you can put it in uh, some espresso beans and you take 30 minutes worth of data. Um, You can put it in filter coffee beans and take 30 minutes of data. And you can, of course, leave it on the table, not exposed to any coffee and take data. And then the dev kit saves that data to an SD card, which you then pop into your computer and load into um, the AI studio from Bosch, which is a software that runs on Windows that takes that particular data file and here you open it and then we'll plot the data. So here you can see the plot. So you can see, you're like, well, what's the purple, red, blue? So those are different. There's, there's kind of, actually, if you look at the at the bottom, there's actually kind of like red, yellow, green. There's a couple different colors. And the top one also has two traces. So these are the eight different sensors. And you see that they all kind of follow along each other, although there's a DC offset. And the DC offset, I, don't th- I think it's just because there's variation from sensor to sensor. Um, I don't or it could be that they have a heater profile. wasn't wasn't actually sure by watching the, the or reading the demonstration of why there's variations. But I do know that mock sensors do have some. So it could be that this is just, you know, each sensor has enough DC offset. However, if you look at the patterns, you can kind of see the four different sections, right? There's the beginning sensor section where it kind of heats up. And then it's exposed to you know, the espresso coffee. And you can see the data drops a little bit, right? There's a little bit of a dip um, in the cycles. You can see that the heat of profile cycles. And then in the third one, it's a different thing. It's exposed to it rises up a little bit. And then the fourth one, they all drop again. So there's this, you can definitely see that there's change in the sensors between those four. But if you were trying to program this as a programmer, it would be really annoying and frustrating because like, there's so much little variation. How do you detect it? This is where machine learning comes in. So what you do is for those first four sections, um, you see here uh, the first one is normal air, then espresso, and then another normal air, and then filter coffee. You can take as many data samples as you want. This one has four. You label them. And then the software, um, you, you tell it what do you want to train, the two classes. And you say, look for the coffee class, class A, espresso or filter. And then the normal air, you put the other two measurements, and you say, I want you to train on that data so that you can um, determine whether or not i'm being exposed to coffee i can sense coffee and again it's it's not hard to make one sensor detect coffee or not the problem is if you have a product and each sensor is a little bit different how can you make an algorithm that is generalizable enough that it won't be specific to like that brand of coffee and that particular sensor and that particular humidity and that's what the training does that's why you want to use machine learning does the training and it pops out a file. And then you can, of course, try different heat air profiles, etc. You can also analyze it. It'll tell you, you know, based statistically on the model and data that you have, how good is it at detecting? Uh, in this case, it's, you know, 93% accurate, which is it's excellent. Um, if you're not getting the accuracy you want, you know, of course, you can take more data and then train against that data or test against that data. Try different heater profiles. So they sort of say, look, you know, tweak the numbers a little bit until you're able to really get detectable differences and then what you do is you load the bsec library the environmental sensing library from bosch um, it's a pre-compiled binary blob but they do as you see here have lots of different platforms from the mega avrs to um, cortex m 0s and m3s and m4s and expressive chips 32s and h66s if there's a chip that you want to use that's missing here like maybe a risk 5 chip Um, Tell Bosch, they're very responsive and they'll probably compile for you the the binary needed. It is, you know, a trade secret of theirs, so they don't release the source code of actually how they they do the training analysis, Um, but you can at least, you know, get that blob and then you compile it in, you feed that uh, BSEC file that's generated by the training software. It's small, it fits onto your microcontroller, and now your BME 688 in the field can be used to detect different senses and objects. So, right. very neat because it's available on, Digi-Key. Develop on Digi-Key, starting to see more machine learning and AI make its way to sensors. You Remember, we had the audio sensor that did wake word detection on its own. Uh, we've had a couple of um, motion sensors uh, from ST that could do, um, you know, a, a basic machine learning as well. So we're starting to see more smarts get to sensors, and I think this is a, a good example of a sensor that has variation. So it's very hard for humans to program it. But it's very, um, the patterns are reliable enough that you can train, um, you know, basic machine learning or or neural networks on and get good data. So it is in stock. It's backwards compatible with the BME 680. So even if you don't use the AI stuff, uh, it's still an excellent sensor for temperature, humidity, barometric pressure, and uh, gas sensing use cases.
6: And we have a video. Bosch SensorTech introduces the BME688 gas sensor together with the BME AI Studio, a data-driven software tool to explore, validate, and deploy sensor use cases with the power of machine learning. And it all begins with our new sensing hardware, the BME688, the first environmental sensor with AI. It digitizes temperature, pressure, humidity, and gas data. And by using machine learning algorithms, The BME-688 is able to measure and recognize the unique fingerprint of different gas mixtures. Here's an example. Do you like coffee? Let's use the sensor to distinguish various types of coffee. Just measure the smells of different coffee beans with the BME Board X8. Then launch BME AI Studio and easily import and label the recorded data. You can then use this data to create an individual algorithm custom-tailored just for your use case. That was just one example. BME 688 enables a vast range of new use cases. And you don't have to be a trained computer scientist or neural net expert. BME AI Studio is designed with great user experience and comprehensive documentation to help, guide and accompany you while developing your customized algorithm. Bosch is continuing to push AI forward and with the BME AI studio our customers can now bring sensor AI into their own products. All
2: right.
1: and also there's a shuttle board available from Digikey if you search for bab 688. Uh, it's very nice because it has the sensor on the board with breakouts and capacitors uh, and there's a pinout available it is set up for I2C or, or SPI and we just pushed uh, update to our Adafruit um, Arduino bme 688 library or 680 library uh, to work with the 688 he's the latest version of, of the um, uh, the Bosch API code for Arduino
0: okay and that is
5: R on API
0: Alright, before we go to new products, uh, if you are using a Lobe kit from Adafruit and doing the cool projects and more that you could see on Lobe.ai or learn.adafruit.com, please let us know. Some of the things that people can make are the rock, paper, scissor, ML thing, the Build-A-ML package detector, machine learning 101, um, to learn about it, and then making a freezer monitor. If you're doing stuff, let us know because we want to spotlight some of the cool projects and more. We have some lined up, but I want to know what you're up to. Okay, it is time.
1: New, 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 new,
0: Okay, so first up,
1: first up, we have a revision um, for e-ink displays. You'll see, you know, we're going to be doing revisions every week or two because uh, in the industry, certain chipsets are just continued to replace with other chipsets. Uh, so this is the 2.13-inch e-ink monochrome Featherwing. It was using. An SSD 1675 chipset is now using an SSD 1680 chipset. What's the difference? Not much really, it actually pretty much acts the same. Um, I think it's maybe a little bit faster. Uh, The display looks the same, it's the same resolution. However, it is a different chipset and so you'll have to update your code. Uh, Our library supports both, so you'll just have to change it from SSD 1675 when you include the header file to 1680, otherwise it'll work just fine. All right, next up, we've got some more uh, Molex Pico blade cables, compatible cables. These are uh, 1.25 millimeter pitch cables. This is a two pin cable. uh, And you can see it's got two connectors, one on each end. um, And they're symmetric. So it's like if you connect one end around, they're they're the same on both ends. Pin one connects to pin one on the other one. We also have other sizes. We have three pin. We have four pin five pin six pin seven pin eight pin nine pin and i think ten pin uh we get a lot of pins uh each one has on the end a uh, 1.25 millimeter molex picoblade compatible uh pitch this is great when you know you don't need to carry amps it's good for maybe a half an amp or so um they're not terribly long they're about 20 centimeters um but they're very compact like you can get a lot of pins in a small connector but you could still kind of hand solder um, the connectors, SMT or through hole, onto your PCB. We see PicoBlade compatible cables a lot. Uh, they're very cute. So maybe I'll show one on the overhead real fast. So this one is the seven pin. So this is just demonstrative again. You know, they're all going to be the same except for more pins. Uh, so, um, you know, this one you can see. Uh, black is pin one so it goes black red white yellow green blue and then the same over here so you can you know flip these back and forth rotate them whatever and they're they're the same cable on both sides um, and then you know we've got the four pin one so pick whichever one you like of course you can cut these in half and have two pigtails if you like but I you know it is kind of nice to have uh, two cables you know two ended cables um, and uh, we used again we've used pico blades Quite a bit we use them for our speakers when a jst sh even is or a ph is too big and um we like the the compactness of the JST. Uh, sorry of the molex pico blades. so uh we see these in um robotics and uh, drones use these a lot as well
0: okay
1: next up uh next up okay so we've got an update to a very popular board uh which you might find familiar it's the mcp 9808, which we are going to still stock in the original version. Which has been
0: terrorizing space, apparently. Uh,
1: Apparently. Um, We have it now in QT format. This is one of the few boards in which we're going to actually carry both versions, both the QT and non QT, because a lot of people were using the previous one. I had all the address pins broken out, and so I was like, well, I I think it's it's worth it to carry both for a bit, and then we'll see if people, um, you know, really want to just move from one to the other. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we also have a demo. Is this the product or the next one oh it's the
0: next one Um sorry next sorry,
1: product next product is uh it looks so similar it's the htu31 which we showed on a previous iron i don't know if you remember this is from te uh and they have made uh wonderful sensors the htu21d is a very common temperature and humidity sensor this one's great too it's got the same two percent relative humidity um, accuracy uh, this one has much oh is this the star of the show this is the star of the show
0: oh uh, the star. star of the show tonight besides you lady and our entire team is this
1: <laughs> yeah I'm sorry because yeah. it looks so similar yeah uh, since so this one's got uh, great temperature accuracy it's uh, 0.2 uh, degrees C plus or minus and I've got a little demo to show it off here we've got uh, Arduino and Circuit Python code for this uh, hold on oh, this is very very zoomed in Okay, so I've got it here on my Feather. Uh, it's got the STEMMA QT connector for quick um, plugging in to my Feather board. I've got OLED just showing off this demo. Um, I, you know, for this version, one of the things I did is you can see I have a little cutout that gives a little bit of a thermal isolation. So if you are using it in uh, with a couple other boards that's nearby, um, the, the heating of those boards won't affect the sensor as much. Uh, That said, what's nice is that this runs from 2 to 5 volts on its own, so there's no regulator on this board, just needs a couple pull-ups and capacitors. It's got a reset pin, which I like, a hardware reset pin. I always like that. You can always get the sensor into a good state if it gets confused. It's got an address pin, so you can have two of these on one I2C bus, um, address 40 or 41 hex. Um, the data that comes out of it has CRC, so you can make sure, like, it, you know, a lot of sensors, they don't give you CRC data. The data you read is the data you read. If you're in a high noise environment or maybe you don't, you know, you don't trust that maybe the data you're getting is, hasn't been tampered with or has, you know, noise or um, some other, uh, uh, you know, feedback or something that is, is causing it to uh, add or drop a bit, uh, the CRC means you can make sure that the, the data you're getting is correct. And it's also got a little self-heater. So you can use that to um, burn off any condensation, especially when you get to um, high humidity. Or if there's a wetness that splashes on it, uh, you can kind of evaporate that off and then get true uh, gas humidity sensing. So this is this is quite good. I mean, like it's, it's a little warm because it's been sitting under these lights. Um, but the humidity is uh, pretty accurate. And then, you know, when I hold it, Um, You can see it reacts very quickly as well. So it's a a very quick to react Sensor Uh, people really like the TE-HTU21. So if you did you're like this It's basically the same price or less and even more accurate
0: New 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 new
1: new
0: Okay, we're gonna do top secret
1: Okay What's Folks can line world? up
0: questions in the uh, the chats, but uh, we're gonna do this right now. Here's the first one. We're gonna play them back to back. It is the U2 IF, and then the shell stemma ready. stuff. Yeah. Raspberry yeah. Pi Yes. Hey, lady, what is
1: this? This is kind of fun. I'm uh, attached a whole bunch of hardware to the this Raspberry Pi Pico, and I'm playing with it. I've got a potentiometer knob, and as I twist it, uh, this LED gets uh, dimmer and dimmer and brighter. And then I've also got this uh, proximity uh, sensor. And as I move my hand back and forth, you can see the NeoPixel uh, strip or dot star strip um, increasing and decreasing. But what's interesting about this code is it's actually not running on the Pico. This is actually written in C Python. We're trying out uh, uh, for Pico U2IF. This is actually firmware running on the Pico. And the code that's right, being run, the CircuitPython code, is actually on my Windows computer. So this is actually in CPython. I'm running it, and it's communicating over HID to the RP2040 to execute all that hardware command. So this is kind of like all-in-one CircuitPython for CPython.
0: Really, what is this?
1: We uh, saw this uh, C. CG- show expansion board and it was advertised on amazon as being designed for circuit python so i thought let's pick one up and then try it out with circuit python
0: marketing works
1: but i'm trying it with the rp2040 cutie pie which is has a lot more memory and flash and capabilities than uh, the shower or even the original samd21 uh, cutie Pi. so this is actually perfect for use here you get a 128 by 64 oled and you can see the display i.o uh, it's got a battery and we plugged in one of our batteries, works great. Uh, there's a, a beeper and I press the button, just testing it out, it beeps. Uh, there's an on-off switch for the battery and you can tell it's charging. Um, and uh, there's also an SD card on the bottom. And when I press uh, the reset button, you can see it display all the files on the SD card. So that works too. That's top secret. Get out of the vault Get back in the vault
0: Okay, we're Time gonna for some questions. answer your questions. Let's do it. We want you to put them in discordedfruit.t slash discord, and uh, we're gonna answer them. We're gonna see if the syncing stuff changed. But either way, you'll be able to figure out what we're doing. Sorry, man. yes yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. what is that plus shape plug? A combo lightning plus USB plus micro B.
1: Oh yeah, this is Phil's Phil's cable. Yeah. Hanging sure on the overhead. I don't know where you got this from. I think it was a giveaway or something.
0: Yeah. It just had all of it on yeah, there. it's kind
1: of nice because I can test as you know, USB-C. Yeah. Oh, I,
0: if I couldn't good. find one to source. This was just kind of a weird one-off. I think no one wanted it. You totally,
1: It was given yeah. to you or something, I think. Yeah, okay. It's handy.
0: Next up, let's go back to the questions. Um, are you sending your products to around the world? Yeah. Yes. Um, except for restricted locations where we can't, we do. Yes. Hello. Have you worked with any of the OmniVision camera modules OV five six four zero OV five six four two? Will Adafruit be willing to carry some of those modules in your shop?
1: Yeah, we made a breakout for the OV twenty six forty. I think we showed it on the last show or something. Um, we're adding video, you know, camera input to CircuitPython and Arduino. It's definitely like a challenge that like nobody's done, so it's taking us a little time, but. Um, we're hoping to carry like good quality cameras, if that makes sense. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll have some good cameras that are easy to use and and you can use to get image data out of.
0: Okay. Uh, next up, uh, a bundle process like the code bundle to gather all of the parts for for the shopping cart for a project and that would be cool. Actually. Mm. Make sure you expand the window all the way out if you're on a desktop computer, and you can see all the products and you can say, add all to cart or add yes. all to wish list. that's right. But if you have a, a mobile screen, you don't have that, and if yeah. you have a smaller screen, but uh, you can Also, can't, some
1: people have some parts, variation. variations. Yeah, but, so. you but you can do it. You um,
0: can do it. Next up, could the U2IF detect if certain programs' windows are active on the PC?
1: Yeah. Yes because you're running it on C Python so you would just use yeah. There's definitely like Python There's bri- there's
0: bridgey stuff that'll let you
1: Well you just use something that's like list all applications. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could definitely there, like that is available to you on Python and then you would send whatever you want to have happen like let's say whenever you opened up your know, Photoshop you want a motor move or you whenever you close your email you want like a bell to ring. You could do that in Python and then have the U2IF or, you know, Blinka, basically, um, control a servo or LEDs or what, or a buzzer on the Pico.
0: And I'll just combine some stuff. Um, U2IF is not for, Mo- for Mata, correct? We're gonna it's f-
1: not for Mata, and that's the best, are, best thing about it.
0: Someone said a funny joke. They said, someone says, oh, I have a problem. Oh, use Formata. Now they, they have two, have two problems.
1: problems. <laughs> I, absolutely, absolutely. Believe okay. me, I agree.
0: Um, think- I actually have to deal
1: with the fromada thing this weekend, and I'm not looking really forward to it. I'm
0: thinking of building a robot with the Raspberry Pi Zero. Do you have any tips? Um, you go, lady. I have a tip, but um, I, I might have a different tip than you. Though. My
1: tip is actually to start with a Raspberry Pi Four, because you'll want to have like all the USB and Ethernet to make it easy for you to like log in and to debug it. Um, also, by the way, robotics is a very kind of a self-destructive hobby. Um, don't be surprised if you destroy your Raspberry Pi. So get a couple extra. Like really, they... I'm
0: going to say something a little different. What I if think if you're going to build a robot, start with a micro bit or a Circuit Playground Express or a Feather and use something like the Cricket because it's, it'll give you the results faster of controlling things and doing robotics than booting up a Linux system and then doing a lot of other yeah. stuff. I would just start with that and see if you still like doing robotics. Make <laughs> it easy for yourself first and well, then make it harder really
1: It's not fun. It's, it's not fun. Yeah. It's hard.
0: Um, oh, here's a good business question. And uh, kind of ties in to things that we were talking about tonight. Can A different modules be used in commercial products? They do. Yes. And do you know why? Because it's open source. And so that means if it's open source, like our temperature sensor, you can put it in a commercial product. You can also put it in a satellite and put it out in space. But we can't stop and you. Can't we don't know about you. it. We don't yeah. We don't know. Do whatever you want. We, well, don't do whatever you want do the right thing but we can't but we can't stop you i can't
1: make you do the right thing and i can guilt trip you and if
0: you do something crummy with our products it's not our fault that's
1: right
0: you have to look inward Mm. it's not the product that's crummy it's you it's maybe something that you're doing (laughs) but it also goes the other way if you do something really good we can't take credit for it either that's right it's all on you wow all right
1: individuality
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, people like the ability to control I O U using C Python. I think
1: so too. That's, That's why I love cool. Blinka.
0: All right. Um, if you're doing camera, does that mean you'll be adding machine learning to Circuit Python?
1: Well, we want to see what makes sense, but we're going to start with just basically being able to take photos.
0: Okay. I'm going to look and see if there's anything else.
1: All right. Thanks, everybody. I think that is
0: everything. All right, thank you so much, everybody. Special thanks to Takara, running the scenes behind the scenes. Thank you, Takara. Special thanks to everyone on our team, all of our customers, all of our community, and more, and um, our entire team. And uh, special thanks to everyone. I was doing interviews, uh, interviewing folks. Thank you, team, who's helping out with that. We're hiring folks. We're very much looking forward to getting back to where we want to be, leave the bad stuff behind, rebuild in a new cool way. Um, we'll see everybody next week, um, 8 p.m. Ask an Engineer.
1: Desk Lady of the Sunday. Yep. We'll do little videos here and there. Do at Cons Lab every day around 6 p.m. We've yep. Got JP's workshop tomorrow. We've got Scott's deep dive on Friday. Every day there's something to do. You're never okay. alone.
0: We'll see everybody later. Here's your moment of Zener.
1: Bye.